When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. Talking about Ted Lasso. What an amazing choice, Katie. Yes. Great choice. Thank you very much. I, it's so funny because when Matt Kelly reached out to me and asked about it, I was like, oh, I don't know what show. And then I was like, oh, obviously, Ted Lasso is the only thing I've been talking about this entire pandemic. It's such a good show. Did you watch it right off the bat, like right when it aired? No, we had, we had... Was it dropping week to week? It was dropping week to week. Yeah. So we came in probably around episode four when that had aired. And so we we could binge like three episodes and then we had to wait week to week, which was very hard. Um, we had a whole bunch of people recommending it to us and we're like, okay, I guess we'll try this Apple content. And I was blown away. I It's like a warm hug of a TV show. It's so fantastic. Yeah, yeah you've, you've and Julie's never seen it. No, and I don't have Apple TV. Mm. So like, I haven't seen any of the shows on Apple you TV. You do now because I put it on your <laughs> yeah, TV well, now so I we have can watch it. Until it. May, but I heard that a go. lot of the Apple TV shows are actually really good. I just never got it. Same. I feel like at this point I'm like subscribed. To, I canceled cable yeah, right? and now I have so many streaming services <laughs> yeah. that I might as well just pay for fucking cable. No, because <laughs> you couldn't get any of the streaming stuff know, on actual true, cable. True, but yeah. I'm sure it's something I'll eventually sign up for because now I'm like becoming snobby. Like I just upgraded my Hulu because I'm like, I can't even dare to watch it. Best decision. <laughs> the best extra four dollars you'll ever spend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can watch yeah. shows so much faster, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, so I've never <laughs> heard of this show. Okay. Never? No. 
Ooh, okay. So it basically, it came off of a, a kind of an SNL character. Sudeikis had done a promo for NBC when NBC got sports and mostly the like Olympics and like soccer, like European soccer or European football, I should say. And he did this character, which he based off of like his high school basketball coach. And <laughs> I think Bill Lawrence like was talking to him about it. And they decided to create the show, which is basically a football coach from Kansas City goes to Europe and to coach European football. And he's total fish out of water, doesn't know what he's doing, has never really played soccer in his entire life. And you think it's going to go one way and it totally doesn't because it's just it's everything you want in like a positive show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I explained it to a few people where I was like, it's literally Mr. Rogers coaches soccer hooligans like that is the show 100 <laughs> percent. i texted katie because i was like what episode do you want to do and she she responded with how about you binge the entire series and tell me what episode <laughs> yeah. to do yeah and i said how about you just tell us an episode and i'll try to binge up to that point and then after this episode i just had to finish she's it. like 10 yeah <laughs> so like, episode 10. Well, it was funny because i did like the second to last one i think i did yeah. episode eight which is the uh, diamond dogs which is one of my favorite oh, episodes so good yeah it's so good it is. but yeah it, it's one of those shows that like without the context of it like just watching it on its own it, because it's not episodic it's serialized so like it's a story that you follow each week from week to week and those character arcs are so worth it to get oh, to that yeah. point at Diamond Dogs. And also, you get to enjoy Roy, the guy who plays Roy Kent, oh, saying yes. fuck in the most amazing... Like, he, he enunciates the C in fuck, which I don't understand. He's just like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Roy and Keely are so charming together. I fucking cannot. Yes. They're both so crass and charming at the same time. It's awesome. The fake press conference yes! is like oh one of the God. sweetest things I've ever I seen. I have that exact note. Like, and I love that everything yes. is the independent woman, <laughs> but then it's like the independent woman, the independent woman magazine, yes, the independent woman online the independent blog. Yes. Online. Girl with yep. the fucking eyes. I don't know. <laughs> she was the independent <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning insert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Keely's one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. and I love just like how well she understands herself. Like one of the things she's, someone's like, what are you famous for? She's like, I'm kind of famous for not quite being famous. Yeah. <laughs> I, she's almost like a very self-aware Paris Hilton in my mind. Yeah, the episode right before this one, which Julie hadn't watched because she watched the one episode, but it gives sure. a little bit of context is that they're in Liverpool. It's an away game. And her subplot is that she forgot that she <laughs> shot a promo for Liverpool. So every TV just has her on it. Like, while you're in Liverpool, you can go check out karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's funny. <laughs> my favorite is that Rebecca doesn't realize it's not her talking. She just has her on the TV. And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. She's like talking to the restaurant. And she's like, that's a great idea. Yeah, we could do that too. <laughs> Rebecca, that's a character where you think it's going one way and ends up turning a yes. like as someone who she's supposed to be the villain right kind of it's like she's the villain but then you're also I'm in love with her and then her relationships oh, yeah. with Ted or with Keely like they're so good and rich and gr like really yes. spelled out like really real it's it's very grounded yeah. that's what I love about like a Bill Lawrence type of comedy because he makes it very grounded, very realistic, as goofy or as positive or whatever like I love I think it I think 
is it Jamie? I think Jamie calls him Ronald fucking McDonald. Because <laughs> you think it's going to be like that guy that's just like overwhelmingly positive And you're like, okay, like you're a pie in the sky type of person. But it's very grounded. And he has reasons for like the stuff that he's doing and how he talks to the players and how he kind of like carefully maneuvers them throughout. Like he's he's building a team. He's not building a winning team necessarily. He's building a good team that works together. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the beautiful thing about Ted Lasso is that it's it's so relentlessly positive that like at the end of the day you can't help but love and root for Ted Lasso which is that one episode where the reporter comes and interviews him and talks to him and he's just like I can't help it but I I love the guy (laughs) he's eating all that hot food and just like he's like it's rude if I don't (laughs) finish all this food on this table (laughs) well yeah so Julie so so some of the background on that is there's an episode the first half of this series is very it reminds me of the movie Major League where you've got like yes exactly the, the person's goal is for the team to fail um, so she's doing anything she can to make Ted Lasso Rebecca. look bad. Yeah. Rebecca. And yeah, the character of Rebecca, yeah. She's like, hey, this guy's like the meanest, gossipiest sports writer. I'm going to set him up to follow Ted Lasso for a day, and he's just going to eviscerate him in the article. And instead, the article is basically like, I don't think that we're going to win any games, but I hope that I'm wrong because I love this man so much, and he's yeah. such like a lovely human. Yeah. And it, it, it's totally Major League too because Rebecca, she basically lover scorned. Like she had a husband who owned this champion league and they have to get a divorce because he's cheating on her. And so she, all she wants, she knows that it's the one thing that her ex-husband loved is this premier league. And so all she wants to do is just tank it. And so she hires a football coach from America <laughs> to come in and coach the team. She like does all these different things. And yeah, she's a hundred percent the villain of the series but then you start to realize that she has very legitimate reasons for being scorned and ted kind of weasels that out of her and then they become really tight friends yeah i mean rupert's so much worse than rebecca ever is rebecca is like i I texted Uh, you blew my mind with the giles comment yeah i was well first of all yeah (laughs) the fact that it's giles from buffy like it took me a while but like i literally right now rupert Having watched the whole series, Rupert is like right there with Professor Umbridge and Joffrey mm-hmm. as like one of the most yes. detestable. Like every time he's on camera, I just want to mm-hmm. punch him in the face because he's so vindictive and mean spirited yeah. and cruel. Yeah. Which is why I wanted you to watch Diamond Dogs because it's the one time that Ted kind of pulls one over on yeah. him. And he basically, he has this beautiful scene in the bar, the the local pub that they all go to, where he's playing darts with them. And he's like, one of the things that I've always been taught is to be curious about people. You have to be curious. And I love that monologue so much where he's just like, you know, if you were curious about me, you would have asked me, hey, have you played darts before? And he'd say, yes, I have. And he's just like, boom. Oh, it's awesome. awesome. Like, it's, just, it's so it's yeah, that so scene rewarding. Was really, really good. <laughs> Chills. Yeah. Chills. That speech is like easily top ten favorite monologues. Yeah. In like, like if I was an actor, I would memorize that monologue for auditions. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. 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 That was earned. That monologue. There's something about like 100%. these kind of shows where you can feel like the forced positivity almost is like insincere, but this show yes. hits it on the fucking head. Like I, everything Ted does is so 
charming. It's earned. It's yeah. all very it's earned. Even the high boss. Like, if you put that high boss scene in any other show where they spelled it out in bodies, I'd be like, what is this corny ass shit? But that, I was like, <laughs> yeah. he is the cutest yeah, motherfucker cute. I have ever seen. Him with the fucking yeah. milk puns the whole episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so great. It's so great. She's like, you are deplorable. <laughs> like, she can't stand it. And it, that's the thing is that, like, yeah, he is relentlessly positive, but it's it's all very grounded. And then I don't I don't know if you watched too much further after that, but I think the second episode that I just love so much is they have a gala where Rebecca has to present mm-hmm. awards and things like that. And then her husband comes in later in and that's where Ted and her like really hit it off. Like it's it's such a beautiful scene, but I won't go into that. She tries not also. to love him. <laughs> yeah. She really does. Well, you can even tell in the bar she scene does. that like she starts to like love him and that there's like a friendship there mm-hmm. when after he like yeah. schools the fuck out of her husband. And I also because I've never seen this before, I thought for like uh. 30 seconds that Rebecca's husband's girlfriend was Lauren Conrad. Oh my god! Could you imagine? I was like, I literally said it to Matt like three times. I was like, "Is that fucking Lauren Conrad?" No, not even close. But then, like, I really like so it was her like head was like tilted down, and I was like, "Lauren, how'd you get this fucking gig?" But it wasn't. Rebecca is shame from Game of Thrones. Shame. Oh, she, she's shit. the shame woman. She yes, she is. Shame. Yeah. Oh, she is. My that's, yeah. that's one of the other beautiful things. Yeah. She's the shame nun. Wow. Shame nun. Typecast um, villain. Yeah, I she's know, a right? big villain. Right? One of my favorite moments from the season six finale of Thrones is when Cersei gets, gets her, her on the on table. the table and mm-hmm. is leaves her with the mountain. That is crazy. Yeah. I, I will say that the one thing that this episode kind of lacks a little bit that's one of my favorite things is just the relationship of Nate and Coach Beard. Like, I think that the two of them, you get a couple good moments in this episode, (laughs) but like Coach Beard is so fucking strange. Like he is the strangest man. And Nate is like the sweetest. Like there is a great Nate line in here where they're like trying to help out with Ted Lasso's relationship stuff. And he keeps throwing up into a bucket. And then he's just like, I love this. I've always dreamed of having a situation where just a group of my mates are sitting around talking about the complexities of a woman's mind. (laughs) (laughs) You just nailed that from memory. That was awesome. Not a note in front of this guy. Someone hire him. (laughs) Yeah, like, how did you actually... All of the quotes he said, he did not look anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I have everything written, but... No, I thought you were going to say that you like the Nate and Coach Beard stuff. The the cutting slack is is the chemistry. And I like that Coach Beard and Ted have chemistry right off the bat. I mean, they've coached together. They are like best friends. And they do these like quippy puns at each other all the time. So Ted going like, wow, you really landed that plane. (laughs) Like, yo. Dude, the last episode of this show, it was like 30 straight minutes of me just crying tears of joy because everything was like, it's so cathartic. Like in 10 episodes. It's very. You love all these characters and then you just see what in like, what, a matter of a couple months, how much this one mm-hmm. person has changed mm-hmm. all of their lives. Everyone. And you just, oh my God, it's so, like you're just overwhelmed watching it. Yeah. Where, will there be a season two? They're yeah. already filming season oh, two yeah. and okay. three. Three, oh, yeah. Okay. They got, I think in the, the middle of season one releasing, I think they got picked up for both season two and three. Nice. And it was like, yeah, we, it's that it's that kind of good content. Like it's, I'm actually a little bit surprised that it's on Apple TV personally because it's not as widely 
used. Like, I don't know a whole bunch of people who are like, oh, yeah, Apple TV show. But like, there are there's a lot of great content on Apple TV. Like Mythic Quest is another one that's really fantastic. Oh, Rob McElhenney. Um, you should watch The Morning Show now that you have it. Well, so that's what I was just going to say. Like that was the first time I ever heard about Apple TV. Mm-hmm. It was like in the I, I think it was like the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic and everyone was talking about The Morning Show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. too bad. Don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I got an, my brain works so, in such stupid ways. So I got a new phone from work. I My phone is a work phone and with a brand new phone they give you a year of apple tv so i was like okay i'll dabble like i knew there was a a couple things so i started with dickinson but i kept doing this thing where like i totally have a login i could log in on my computer i could log in on my tv but i was not i was like i only have it on my phone so i was starting with dickinson which is the Haley steinfeld like emily dickinson show which is pretty good two seasons and i was like only watching it in tiny minute increments like whenever i had a second or if i was on a walk it was so fucking stupid and then i was like i finished those two and i was like okay i'll do ted the same way i binged this so fucking fast mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. 24 hours i think i finished it see ted lasso like i heard about it through katie i heard about it through the yeah. scrubs podcast because obviously it's a bill lawrence production he did right. scrubs zach braff directed one of the episodes he so did? They, yeah he directed the second yes. episode yeah. biscuits oh it, it was perfect timing for the pandemic because it was one of those shows that we would sit down and watch and it was like it took us out of this whole thing like anything that was concerning us financially socially anything and here's what i love too is that like the pandemic is never addressed because it wasn't shot during that time but like it was one of those things that like it didn't feel like they were not specifically addressing the pandemic. Like it just felt like this is just a good show that takes you on a really positive ride. And at the end, it's just like, I just need more. I need more of this in this character. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just saying that to Matt. Like I hate that my shows are throwing like the pandemic into their seasons now. Yeah, because tough. sure. Because it's like my shows are my escape from what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why is this happening? Like now it's happening in a million little things right now. Like they're talking. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck dude, come on. Yeah. Like Grey's Anatomy, I kind of get because I'm like, it's hosp- hospital based. Right. It's the same thing with a good doctor. Yeah. Too. Yeah. They had to do that. Oh, I could not watch that show. I sobbed the first like five episodes straight that I was like, I cannot watch the good doctor. I will literally go into a depression. Cry every yes. single time. That's how I feel about this is us. I can't watch yeah. that anymore i'm like that's too much of an emotional roller coaster so i think this is us is doing it really well okay they are handling it well where there are some i mean the good thing about this is us is half of it isn't even in this timeline like sometimes it's in the future sometimes it's in the past so so you it's not always there but the now stuff is and they're doing it really well and i like it and that whole show is about family and coming together so it makes sense grace they had to but that's making me upset because i feel like it was a completely other season they had written and then had to rewrite the entire fucking thing and it's been depressing as hell it's literally like good it's (laughs) it's like it's realistic i should say like you see them like just like what they're going through is a hundred percent if not worse what in real life what people are going through it's probably worse for them but that like it's like a good reality check for us where it's like we know it probably mm. fucking sucks to work in a hospital right now, but yeah. like seeing like doctors and sure. shit on like their breaking point, like yeah. that's like a good reality check done, for everybody. But, but I agree, like there was yeah. probably a, a totally different season written, and then the pandemic hit, and they were like, yeah. "We have to." It just, I just think it also dates those sure. shows. Like it's yeah. kind of like when you watch totally. 
when you're watching like a show yeah. from like the late 90s and you can pinpoint the exact moment when like Columbine happened because yeah. all of a sudden there's mm. like all of these school shooter awareness yeah. episodes and you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, like it's like, it does date those shows because you're just like, well, I know exactly when this came yeah. out. Yeah, I would I would be fine. <laughs> and this is the last thing I'll say about Grey's, but, and E! News is spoiling everybody, so I feel like I could say this. Ellen Pope is like not even a part of it, which is upsetting. No. Katie, I don't know if you watch Grey's still. No. Okay. No, yeah, it's been a long couple years. <laughs> she's in a coma from COVID yeah. basically the entire season. And then they keep just doing these scenes where she's on the beach and bring back like George or they brought back Derek. And it, the George episode was satisfying, but the Derek stuff is not satisfying. It's just a cheap trick to me. I fucking hate it. I think it's, it's so dumb. It's yeah. like devastating me. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Handle. I texted Kathleen whenever that was when I was catching up like Sunday night and I was like I am like hyperventilating in bed right now like yeah. folding laundry About, like I'm oh, not yeah. not well I don't like I this like just I fucking I don't but know luckily Apple Plus has a yeah. show to pull you out yeah. of that hyperventilation no, I, I was gonna bring <laughs> yes. us back no you do I was gonna bring yeah. us back with um speaking of the pandemic though still the Golden Globes virtual pandemic. Jason today. Does anyone see that? Him just he won for Ted Lasso, and he's in like a tie dye t shirt. He looked high as balls. Yeah, he did not look like he was ready to give a speech at all. <laughs> no, funny, and I'm glad he won. But I feel like, and then somebody commented like, I. I'm pretty sure they're shooting season two over there. Like it might be the middle of the night for him. So he might just be tired. I was like, okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Another fun thing that you may not have known is that Roy Kent was actually a writer on the show before <gasps> he, yeah, the guy who plays Roy Kent, yeah. he was a writer for the show and they were going through it. And I guess they were auditioning a bunch of guys and he's like, Hey, I think I can play this role. And they're like, okay, well, put yourself on tape and, you know, we'll see. And of course, he like books the role, but they didn't ask him until afterwards whether or not he had experience playing soccer. And he's like, I'm not that great. <laughs> um, so if you notice in the show, you don't really see him playing all that much soccer, but he does look like he's just like a footballer, <laughs> you know? He does. Um, I'm so excited for season two to like, like we've mm-hmm. seen Ted Lasso change all of these people's lives. I'm ready for Jamie's right. serious deep dive change because he's the only person. Jamie Tot. Yeah, like he's he's pushed against it Jamie so much this season. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I gotta rewatch. It's so good. It's I'm, I'm telling you, it was one of those shows. As soon as we finished it, we were like, I want to re-binge this right now because just like the journey you go on is so fun. But there's bits and moments with Jamie Tart throughout the season. Like he's a he's very dense as a person like he's definitely a 20 year old who became famous because of sports yeah he doesn't quite understand things but there are moments like there are moments where he goes back to keely and like says you know i'm i think you're kind of the nicest person that i've ever dated and that's kind of amazing and you always made me feel good and there's like there's moments where he gets the letter from ted lasso like nice pass um oh, and yeah. that's that's huge from after his dad reams him out for making an extra pass and it's something that you know ted was always trying to teach him is like you need to be a part of the team like that's the only way you're really going to be a great legend is you need to be a part of the team you can't just be the only guy out there and it was like that moment that one tiny moment he doesn't always get it but there was that one tiny moment and he he finally got it i love jamie's replacements so much too oh my god he's oh my incredible god. he wants joy <laughs> oh. oh my god <laughs> yeah that Football reminds, life. That also reminds life, me of the guy when ted's like all right everyone like listen up and he's just like i'll die for you coach yeah. <laughs> the end or yes, that's right he's like 
thank you. It's a little bit much, but thank you for that. <laughs> and I'm glad that we did this episode because Julie gets to see so many different elements of this. But even yeah. the fact that like the people at the bar fucking love Ted Lasso except for him Against as a their coach. Own will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like they're always yeah. just like, like fuck Ted, Ted Lasso, and he's like, I know, and they're like, love you, Ted. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I love the the bard maid. She's fantastic um, mm. because, like, yeah. she's you know trying to give him like hints on like how to be a better coach and like different kind of ideas, but she's still like, yeah, but you're still a twat. Like, <laughs> like let's well, be In this episode, there's that scene where he says like, fuck Ted Lasso, sorry Ted, and he's like, no, don't worry about it. You like Danny and so and so of major points very clear and the one guy's like it's kind of cool that the coach knows our names <laughs> like, yeah, exactly and they're like shut up <laughs> the one guy who's just always offended that like <laughs> they're actually friends with Ted Lasso <laughs> honestly like besides all the plot points I really just like one all the British accents are amazing two the culture around mm-hmm. soccer it made me want to yeah, watch soccer right? it was weird. it's so good and even like the, the, the rule that if you come in last place or whatever if you are the worst team in the league. You get bumped down to a different league, like a lower league. I was like, this is interesting. I do. I love watching soccer. Go Liverpool, (laughs) which is going to be very controversial to some people because a lot of people are not Liverpool fans. I I love watching. And like, I think that's the thing that's really cool that they capture that in a sitcom comedy half hour show is that they capture how fun it is and how fun it is to be a part of the crowd and get excited. And yeah, it's not a high scoring type of game, but that's kind of the beauty of it it's a pretty fast-paced game that can change at any moment with just the slightest goal or misstep there's been so many countries that have scored on themselves and those goalies have died because of like how into it people are like people get very into football mm-hmm. over there it's yeah. fascinating but yeah i do love the lightheartedness of <laughs> of the whole experience <laughs> I've never been to a soccer game ever, like even Union. I haven't even been to that. So, but I was in Iceland when Iceland was playing Argentina, I want to say. And it it was an away game or whatever. We were at a bar and it was fucking nuts. Like it just so happened that we planned it. They were in like, cup i have no fucking idea what it was but cup. i was like so hung over yeah, in iceland we were out until like 4 a.m because it's daylight the whole nice. time we i were know there. you went to yeah. iceland yeah in was 2019 that a family vacay? it was my nephew's graduation pre- present okay. from my brother-in-law my brother went and then all of luke's friends went okay that's cool. so it was basically binge town that's why we came together i feel like we told that story on you did i was Geekscape. like i actually yeah. know this story yeah <laughs> right so we went and it, yeah it was fucking awesome but i was like so hung over i was like just facing fries i was just oh like eating God. all these french yeah. fries to try and cure and drinking beer to cure my the hand crazy <laughs> thing is that soccer is like the biggest sport literally everywhere except for america yeah yeah, yeah it's really like, yes. we want to play basketball no i feel like football we want to play like football yeah exactly we literally but... have the same obsession with football just it's a totally different sport from one country to the next and i do <laughs> enjoy know? American football. Like, that's like one sure. sport I can actually watch. I do want to talk about the biscuits really quick just to give you some. Please. First of all, you need to watch all 10. I was going to say, like, I meant when you first texted us the show, I meant to immediately text you and be like, just watch the whole show. It's low yeah. commitment and it'll just make you happy. But right away when he gets the job, right, he goes into her office, to Rebecca's office, and he gives her biscuits. And she's she's like a, a, like a hot woman. She doesn't want to be eating like sweets carbs, or carbs yeah. or whatever the fuck it is, right? And she and he like kind of forces her to take a bite and she's fucking obsessed. So then she goes on this like and I've watched this like a couple months ago, so correct me if I'm wrong, but she's like trying to find 
this biscuit like Where she has no idea yeah, who sells this yeah whatever but it ends up that he's making them yeah he <laughs> makes them from home every he's day making for them her yeah. is that not the every sweetest day. yeah and oh it's God. funny too because it's it's a moment where he he breaks a little bit as a character and he's like and i just got the batch right and that's yeah. when she realizes that he's the one that's been baking these every single time and yep. she's like whoa i did not realize that he was doing this yeah i Aww. love in this episode though he brings her the biscuits and then it's uh, taffy as well. What and, is it? Uh, just like a truffle or something. A truffle, a truffle. Oh, and he's right. like, I recommend you put it in between the two biscuits and eat it like a sandwich. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I love that little pink box. And she does. Too. Oh. Yeah, it's a cute box, and I, there's a ton of recipes online that will be like, "This is how you can make Ted Lasso's biscuits." It's Aww. basically a shortbread cookie. Yeah, she makes it look so yeah. good. Like, I want that biscuit. I know. It, does. <laughs> it literally looks like uh-huh. a Chick Fil A nugget breakfast sandwich in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it literally—that's what it looks like. It does look like, and that. they're fantastic. They are so good. <laughs> this episode kind of is an interesting one because it's all upward, right? Like, it's just like. Yeah. Positive, 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 positive. And then you hit this point where like Rebecca's come to Jesus moment where she basically has to decide, does she just keep riding the good momentum that she has with Ted or does she risk it and have to reveal that for the first half of his career at this place, she's actively been trying to get him killed and fired and looked like trash. And also her assistant has had enough and he won't deal with it anymore. It's a breaking point for a lot of the characters. Even Keely has a breaking point because she finds out um, a lot of stuff. And like, it's a cool moment too, especially when all that actually gets laid out in front of Ted, because I'm totally going to spoil it for you. And I apologize. But like when he just says, I forgive you, it's like one of the like, what is happening? Like, yeah, you don't do that. It's built up like it's going to be a full episode of stress. And in like 30 seconds, he's like, yeah, we all do bad things. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. And his reasoning for it too, which I won't spoil because I think that's one of the most beautiful lines that he mm-hmm. gives for why he forgives her. It's well worth the watch. <laughs> the thing that I love about Keely especially is like you can see her influences in each character. And one of my favorite moments was when she approaches Jamie and she's like, accountability matters. Like, telling the truth matters yeah because she just had that scene with rebecca where she's like you know it matters (laughs) yeah i really love in this episode when nate's like wow like being liked by someone like keely must feel wonderful i'm like oh my god fuck me up Nate. (laughs) so sweet Nate is the sweetest (laughs) yeah Yeah, i do love the return of the diamond dogs when 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 roy comes to talk to him and he shoots a text message and immediately they all just converge into the coming <laughs> the sarcasm bits with Ted and when he like when everyone's getting it and Nate's just like I love when coach does sarcasm and but he like touches his nose and points <laughs> at him like yes I love it it's just everything about it is perfection the way they play it the way they acted the way they deliver the lines it's it's easily my favorite Jason Sudeikis performance in like anything yeah I mean I was not shocked that he won the award for that role because he's so fantastic and I would be shocked if he doesn't continue winning award yeah. after award for each season because it, it's on the level of amazingness that Modern Family was. Like when they were winning year after year at the Golden Globes, like it feels like Ted Lasso is going to be that next show that's just going to keep winning awards because it's just so wonderfully written. It's so like beautifully and intricately made. Okay, so here's the big question. Oh boy. Julie, are you going to watch the show? Oh, that's a good question. always a big question. I mean, I'm very committed to finishing Modern Family first. 
I can't get involved in another show. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of season four right now of Modern Family. And I enjoy I enjoy it. Oh my god, we're basically watching it together. Are you using my Hulu? No. No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm actually watching my boyfriend bought it in Blu-ray and digital. So we're just going through each night. So like I was just saying in the last episode we recorded, like I'm just like loving it. It just makes me so happy. Um like Cam and Mitchell are just everything to me. Yeah. And I just like don't enjoy Claire that much at all. Like, I like Claire. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like Claire, but I'm like, she's the least likable on this show, I think. It's kind of amazing. Like, it's funny to me that, like, she goes hard on Phil and she goes hard on the kids and she softens a little bit in season four. But, like, I I was kind of shocked by how long they went with her character being so harsh. Yeah, she's rough. Okay. And she (laughs) might grow on me. Like, there's 11 seasons. So, like, and I don't, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, like, it's not April Kepner where I'm like, I fucking hate April Kepner. In defense of April Kepner, don't get me started. I (laughs) will We can't get into this argument, but that's a Grey's character. But (sighs) it's not like I don't (laughs) like Claire. I just think that she's like the least likable out of all of them. But I actually would probably watch after I finish Modern Family. Okay, that's huge. Because it'll, it's a quick binge. Yeah. It is a very quick binge. Katie, yes. obviously you're part of the Geekscape family. Well, where can people hear your opinions on movies and video games and all of the other fun stuff that you talk about on both Geekscape podcasts you're on? Well, you can always catch me on uh, the Geekscape podcast. You can also catch me on the Geekscape Games podcast where I talk about video games with the guys uh, as long as I have time to talk to them. <laughs> and uh, you can always follow me on social media, anything with at L sassy pants e-l-s-a-s-s-y pants p-a-n-t-s sometimes it's a z if you're on tiktok that's the whole story (laughs) nice hell yeah well that was ted lasso baby that was a great choice and it made me want to rewatch and i might do that because i need joy you probably will yeah Yeah. absolutely should yeah i was always planning on it but i think that moved it up my priority list (laughs) 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 well thank you katie for joining us yeah, thank you sassy pants thank you so much for having me you guys it Everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.